A lesson from Micah, chapter 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Amen. It happened 108 years ago today, five months into the Great War. Along Europe's western front, the British were entrenched on one side, the Germans on the other, and nearly two million people had died. But on December 24, 1914, right smack dab in the middle of the bloodiest war this planet had ever seen, peace broke out. It started when some Germans lifted makeshift Christmas trees over their trenches and sang Silent Night. Soon the British joined in, and eventually one man cautiously left his trench, then another, and then another. And for the next 24 hours, enemies became friends. They joked. They smoked. They played soccer. It was a Christmas miracle! But it didn't last very long. Not only did the singing soon turn back into shooting, that shooting carried on for another three and a half years. How about today? What are the chances of peace spontaneously breaking out on earth right now? Peace between Russia and Ukraine. Peace between Muslims and Christians. Peace between Democrats and Republicans. Peace between you and whoever it is you're at war with. Now, if that seems like an impossible long shot, then you should know that God's idea of peace is way greater, way more impossible than that. The biblical concept of peace is more than the absence of fighting. In Hebrew, peace is shalom. And shalom means that everything is in its right place. Everything fits. If your life is a puzzle, then peace means that every piece of your life is perfectly in place. What are the odds of you getting peace like that? 
take a Christmas miracle, right? But the miracle of Christmas is that God gives you that peace. Listen to the prophet Micah. Micah lives 700 years before Christ at a time when the people of God view shalom the same way Americans view life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They assume that peace is something they are born with the right to have. After all, they are the people of promise, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They live in the land of promise. They built the temple, a symbol of God's promise. They even have kings descended from the great king, David. And the king of promise will come from his family. Ah, but now, now they love those gifts more than the giver. They don't believe the Lord's promise anymore. And you can't have true peace without that piece of the puzzle. So God sends them prophets like Micah to tell them that soon their shalom will be shattered. They will be swept out of the land and carried into exile. The temple will be ground down to its foundations. King David's family tree will be turned into a stump by the acts of God's judgment. The Lord will abandon them and they have only themselves to blame. Are you any different? This time of year, you receive a Christmas card or three every day, usually with pictures and letters. And after a while, all those pictures blur together and all those letters start sounding the same. Everyone's happy. Kids are hugging. Parents look put together. And life is good, so good for them. Everything fits together. But the barrage of Christmas cheer makes you wonder, is my life the only one without peace? It's not. Each of us has struggles, even the people sending the Christmas cards. You have things that frustrate you, that disappoint you, things that make you feel hurt, and sad and angry. We all do. And maybe you're good at making everybody else think that your life is picture perfect. And maybe you're even better at finding someone to blame when your life isn't. But deep down, you know better. If you're like me, in those rare moments of honesty, you realize that everything in your life that is not exactly the way that you want it to be is that way because of you. Sin wrecks peace. 
and experience teaches that God's idea of peace, where everything is in its right place, is extremely hard to come by. So we need Micah to tell us, here's the one who's going to make that happen. Not only does he tell the people that their peace will soon be gone, he also points them ahead to the king who will bring it back. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel. This king will be born in Bethlehem. Not in Jerusalem, the capital, the city of David, but seven miles south of there, in Bethlehem, David's hometown, way out in the sticks of Ephrathah. From there will come another David, who is also so much more. His origins are from of old, from ancient times, literally from days of eternity. This king is eternal. He has no beginning and he has no end. But he also has human roots. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son. This king has a mother, but no mention of a father. Here, Micah echoes something the prophet Isaiah promised. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, Emmanuel, the sign that God is with them and their abandonment is over. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. This king is all-powerful. He does whatever pleases him and nothing is beyond his capability. So they will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. This king rules, not just tiny little Judah, but to the ends of the earth, all nations. Now, if it sounds like this king has characteristics that only God has, that is because this king is God. However, unlike every other king ever who elevates himself over the people, this king, who created all people, stoops down and becomes one of them. So here is the greatest miracle this world will ever see. She who is in labor is a humble virgin. And in Bethlehem, of all places, she gives birth to God Almighty, who wrapped himself in human flesh in her womb. No wonder Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Do you know what's really amazing about all this? The fact that it is so easy for us to believe that this prophecy is about Jesus Christ, Son of God and Mary's Son. But it is so hard for us to believe 
the last thing that Micah writes here. He will be our peace. Not he will bring peace. Not he will give peace. No, just he is peace. Because if everything that Micah says about this king is true, if Jesus Christ really is the eternal Son of God come down to earth to live and to die and to rise for you, then your greatest needs have all been met and your deepest desires have all been satisfied. In Jesus, you have the unconditional pardon for everything you have ever done wrong. You are forgiven. When you stand before God, he sees you as absolutely perfect. You are free from the condemnation that your sins deserve. And in its place, you get a free pass to eternal life. Jesus is your peace. Which means that if you have Jesus, you have peace. Do you buy that? Or, maybe, the better question is, do you understand that? I would love it if I could stand here tonight and tell you that knowing Jesus will solve all of your problems. But I can't. God doesn't make that promise. Knowing Jesus does not guarantee that every frustration, every sadness, every hurt, and all the anger will instantly and completely go away. But I can promise you this, and you can hold your God to this. Jesus is your peace. In Jesus, you have absolutely everything you need and absolutely everything you desire. Absolute forgiveness and a guaranteed inheritance in heaven where everything will be in its right place. And if all of that is exactly right, can anything in your life be all that wrong? In that puzzle you call a life, Jesus is more than just one piece that needs to be in just the right place. He is not the first piece and he's not even the most important piece. No, when it comes to shalom, to that lasting, eternal, perfect peace, Jesus is the only piece of the puzzle that truly matters. And he is the gift that God wraps up and gives to you tonight. Merry Christmas. Amen.